You're listening to Radio 4. Well, we seem to have a brief programme in hand before the next break, so here's a short episode of Radioactive. Welcome to the Fit and Fat Show, which today includes features on how to stay healthy by cutting down on your fat intake and a delicious set of recipes showing you a hundred different ways of using cream and butter. Plus, we'll be looking at some of the new diet books around, including How to Lose Weight Painlessly, How to Lose Weight with a Bit of Pain, and How to Lose Weight with Quite a Lot of Pain and Possible Loss of Life. (laughs) And we'll be joining Nigel Pry for his traditional Sunday lunch, which he has every Tuesday at half past six in the evening. But first, we're going to hear some advice about good eating from Dr. Jonathan Bennett, Professor of Nutrition at the University of Stafford. Well, let me begin by saying that there are some foods which are intrinsically lower in calories than others, and those foods are, if you like, good foods. And then there are those foods which are higher in calories and make it easier for you to understand. I'm going to give those foods a name, and I'm going to call those foods bad foods. (laughs) Bad foods? Yes, yes. Well done. I can see you've been paying attention. Good. Uh, So, in simple terms, you want to try and consume more good foods mm -hmm, and fewer bad foods. I'm not going too fast for you, am I? No, I think I'm just about managing to keep up with all the technical terms so far. Good, good. So uh, let's just recap then. Uh, Low-calorie foods are good and high-calorie foods are bad, right? You got that? Yes. Let's hear you say it then. Low-calorie foods, good. High-calorie foods, bad. Jolly good. Have a sweetie. Oh, thank you. No, 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 no. Sweeties are high in calories and that means they're bad. Hold out your hand. There you are. Sweeties is bad things, and Didums doesn't want to eat bad things, does Didums? Uh, Professor, I think you might slightly be underestimating the intelligence of our audience. Ooh, who's a crosspatch then? <laughs> you will be, Professor, when you find out that we've just torn up your contract. Shout it out loud, you're standing proud. Take off your hat and say, I'm a fat. Come on, shout it out! Proud to be fat! Everybody! Proud to be fat! Just say you're proud! Proud to be fat! Proud to be fat! Proud to be fat! But so? Well, uh, Mike Channel here, out on the streets, asking people about diets. Excuse me, madam, uh, can I ask you, do you diet? Uh, But do you watch what you eat? Oh, yes, of course. Why? Well, I find it easier to get it into my mouth that way. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, sir. uh, Can I have a brief word? Uh, Yes, uh, sink. Uh, excuse me, can I ask you if uh, if either of you are on diets? Uh, yes, we both are, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on the F-plan diet, which means I can eat high-fibre foods, brown bread, wholemeal biscuits, beans, and so on, and uh, my wife is on a G-plan diet. And what does that include? The sofas, sweets, bed... <laughs> If you're feeling funny or happy, just too huge to get yourself a hobby, well, here's a show that's just for the chubby now. The Fit and Fat Show. Well, Radioactive's doing its bit for health and fitness as we're running our very own marathon today with literally thousands of entrants literally running in it. <laughs> One of whom is our own hospital radio sweetheart, Martin Brown, who I believe is running the whole 26 miles in a suit of armour. Isn't that right, Martin? Uh, can you lift the visor up, Martin? Yes, you know, I know. I'm running the whole uh, Martin, lift 
the visor up. Is that better, Anna? <laughs> yes, that's a lot better. Oh, great. Um, well, thank you very much. Well, I'm here in at the start of our a marathon, and all around me... <laughs> Martin, we can't hear you again. Oh, um, uh, sorry about this, Anna. It's just the uh, helmet's a bit too big, you see, because I had to fit over my headphones. Looks a bit, looks a bit funny, actually. <laughs> Provided they work okay. Pardon? Provided the headphones work okay, I said. Pardon? Provided the headphones... Yes, I know, and it was a joke, you see. I said, I said uh, pardon? You see, as if I couldn't hear you properly on my... <laughs> yes, hysterically <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> coming along, Martin. Oh, yes, well, it's, uh, it's wonderful, Anna. Lots of uh, people here, and it looks like the weather's going too hot for us. Oh, it, it's, yes, uh, it sounds lovely. It seems to be hailing, Anna. Yes, um, we can hear it. Yes, um, it's deafening, Anna. Oh, my ears. Oh, my well, maybe the suit of armour wasn't such a good idea after all. But just forgetting that ever happened for one moment, let's turn to our chairman, Sir Norman Tonsil, for a brief message. A short time ago, I saw fit to consult a doctor. Or rather, I saw unfit, since I had become worried that it was some months since I'd last seen my feet. And I was having difficulty getting my cigar over my stomach. <laughs> a complete examination, including asking me impertinently if I had moved my bowels that morning. I informed him that I had not, and that he would find them round the back of my trousers as well. <laughs> Having taken my pulse, my temperature, and my credit card, he concluded that my measurements of 46, 40, 54 were somewhat too high, especially for a neck size. <laughs> His advice was a diet, and I reluctantly agreed. Unfortunately, I was already committed to too many luncheon engagements to go on a diet myself, so I decided to put my staff on a diet instead. <laughs> the result has done me a power of good. Already, most of them have lost several pounds, while I have gained hundreds as a result of not having to pay for their lunches. <laughs> uh, finally, my doctor suggested that as a service to the community, I might like to carry a donor card around with me. I therefore now have on my person a kidneys in white wine and mustard sauce card. <laughs> that in the event of being knocked unconscious, people will know what to cook for me when I come round. Now it's the time for... Hit it! ...a commercial break! Hello, Mary. Hello, June. <laughs> Gosh, Mary, you're looking slim. Yes, I'm wearing bigger clothes. <laughs> And those clothes are part of a calorie-controlled diet, are they, Mary? No, June, they're just bigger. I bet they're low in polyunsaturates. I've no idea, June, they're just clothes. So, no nasty aftertaste, hey, Mary? No taste at all, June. Mmm, delicious. No, listen, June, I think you've got a bit... Bigger of... clothes. A new idea from Top Girl. Right, so, so you've got it quite clear, June. These are clothes. They're just for wearing, right, and not for eating, OK? Right. So, what flavour are your shoes, Mary? Why don't you try them? <laughs> for years, food manufacturers have tried to come up with a new yoghurt that really is good for you. Now, at last, we've done it. No sugar, no starch, no polyunsaturates, no additives, no preservatives. That's sweet F.A. <laughs> 
yogurt carton with absolutely nothing inside. You can't go wrong with Sweet F.A. At 29p a carton, we're the only ones who'll ever get fat. Well, with all this talk of fitness and health and things sporty, Mike Flex has taken it upon himself to compile one of his now almost popular master quizzes. Mike Flex presents his master quiz. Yes, indeed. And this week on the subject of sport, of course. And our two contestants are... Joe. ...from Staffordshire and Leslie... From Sussex. OK, well, you know the rules. First one to get it, gets it. And the uh, prize of the radioactive chateau in the Loire, still on one for the last five years. For anyone who gets just one answer correct. Right, question one. In uh, golf, what does the term par mean? Uh, the average number of strokes for a course. And no, it's an affectionate term for your father. <laughs> In football, where does the name Sheffield Wednesday originate? Oh, they used to play on Wednesdays in olden days. No, it comes from the name Sheffield, a city in Yorkshire. <laughs> in skiing, what is a downhill salami? A downhill salami. No idea, no, no idea. No, it is in fact a misreading of the word slalom. <laughs> Stupid. I never knew that. No. In golf, what is a festering boil? No, I don't know. A festering ball is an unpleasant sort of pimple found on the skin of people who are sometimes golfers. Oh, yes. And finally, in which sport would you score a home run? Baseball. Yes, but I'm afraid you obviously knew the answer before I asked the question, so I can't let you have that. <laughs> Those are the rules, I'm afraid, Les. Well, of course I knew the answer before you asked the question. Well, good of you to admit it. <laughs> How am I supposed to get anything right if we're not allowed to know the answer? Oh, what a shame. There goes the buzzer. So, no time, I'm afraid, to answer your question. So it's just the five pounds, then, if you could let me have that as soon as possible. <laughs> time you play Mike Flex's Master Quiz. Radioactive. Well, I had hoped to have with me in the studio now the author of Keep Fit on Worms and Slugs, but unfortunately she was too ill to come into the studio. <laughs> so instead I've been joined by Donald Dewhurst, author of How to Make Lots of Money Through Writing Diet Books. Good there. <laughs> now, Donald, the last time you were on the Fit and Fat Show, you recommended an onion and garlic diet. That's right, yes. And since then, we've had quite a few phone calls complaining about it, almost exclusively from people who are not actually on it themselves. <laughs> so, what have you got for us today? Well, I'd like to start by talking about vitamins and saying that it's very important to remember what the word actually means. Uh, it comes... <coughs> In fact, from the Latin vita, meaning life. And mins? M means... mins, I think. So it all means life mins, then. All right. But the important thing to realise is that you are what you eat. Right. And have you been eating a lot of turnips recently? <laughs> No. I'm surprised. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you as always. Let's go over and join Martin Brown. Um, yes, thank, thank you very much, Anna. Welcome back to this marvellous occasion. Uh, some, people, uh, some people run marathons all over the country, but we're hoping today that we'll be able to follow our allotted 26-mile course. And everybody's now on their way, are they? Uh, well, not quite, Anna. Uh, many of them are still coming through the starting point. Well, why is that, Martin? Well, they have to pass through these turnstiles, you hear. One place. Single or return. Uh, single, please. Smoking or non-smoking. Uh, non-smoking, <laughs> 50p. Well, obviously, still some way to go on the marathon. Get your body in tune from your head to your toe. 
by tuning in your ears to that fit and fat show. Fit and fat show. Well, I've come down now to the uh, gymnasium in South London, which uh, has become a very popular place for actors to come and work out. A lot of faces I can vaguely recognise, including that uh, belonging to this gentleman over here. Excuse me, uh, why do you come here? Well, I find it so terribly relaxing, such a change from acting where you're using your mind all day. And what are you working on at the moment? I'm playing an ostrich in a lager commercial. <laughs> Let's see what's going on on the other side of the gym. Oh, you've dropped a heavy weight on my foot. Projection. Ah, you've dropped a heavy weight on my foot. That's right, Thank you. Well, moving back to the main gym, I can see uh, several actors doing press-ups. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, uh, prompt. Four. Thank you, love. Uh, four, five, six. The Fit and Fat Show, presented by Anna Dapdar. Well, we've heard a lot about food, so what are the best wine bargains around? Well, earlier this week, I went to the cellars of our wine expert, Hugo Boswell, who knows a thing or two about wine, together with our own Martin Brown. Now, in order to be impartial, we're going to do the tasting blindfolds. So, if we'd just like to put our blindfolds on, and Mr. Boswell, if you'd like to try the first wine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it's robust. Mm-hmm. Well-rounded, Anna. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Perhaps not quite sweet enough for me. Martin? What? <laughs> what do you think of the first wine? Um, I can't find the glass, Anna. <laughs> Just put it in front of you. Oh, right, okay, well, um... Oh. Right. Well, how about the second one, Mr. Boswell? Mm, um, it's got body. Martin? It's... <laughs> it's got knocked over again. Well, perhaps you'd like to start with the next one, Martin. Oh, okay, um... Mr. Boswell, if you'd like to pass the glass to Martin. Uh-huh. Oh, right. um, uh, well, he's, he's got uh, quite a good nose, as they say. Yes, if you'd like just to let go of my nose and take a glass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, um, hmm, a very nice tipple, this, Anna. Um, hmm, very easy to drink, I'd say. Um, do you agree? Yes, and you seem to have drunk all of it, Martin. <laughs> so, Let's move on. Mr. Boswell, what do you think of this next one? Mmm, yes, very nice, yes. Mmm, well balanced. Martin? <laughs> uh, not that well balanced, in fact. Martin, if you'd like to very carefully pass the next one without smashing the glass. Okay. Mr. Boswell? Uh, well, it certainly wet. <laughs> yes, I agree. Martin, if you could pass the next one without throwing it over us. <laughs> I, I, I can't seem to find any more glasses, Anna. Well, that seems to be the end of the wine. Perhaps we could move on to tasting a few of these salamis instead. Now, Mr. Boswell, if you'd like to pass the first one to Martin. Mm, right up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, yes, it's quite salty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, an interesting texture, slightly chewy. Uh, what is it? I think you'll find it's my finger. <laughs> Well, now it's a chance to hear from a man whose music has ranged all the way from Living Dull in 1959 to Living Dull in 1986. (laughs) The first rock saint, it's Cliff Frigid. People say I never go out with girls And it's true enough, I must confess 
Cause I have always been a bachelor boy At least that's what I tell the press You could say I've never had it so good In fact, I've never had it at all But now I've got somebody to love I've got a real life doll Just have a feel of a head I swear it's real human hair She's only got one major fault She's full of hot air So go get yourself a real life doll But make sure you cut your nails And remember that during foreplay A bicycle pump never fails Forget all the flowers and the chocolates And all that rigmarole You should don't To dress up smart When you've got a real life doll She sure stands out in a crowd And she never goes with other boys If you don't let her down gently now, fellas She makes one hell of a noise So go get yourself a real life doll But make sure you wash your hands really quite amazing what you can do with a large dose of monkey glands forget all the flowers and the chocolate and all that rigmarole you sure don't need to dress up smart when you've got a real doll. Now, to answer some of your health and fitness inquiries, is our resident doctor, Philip Persigo. And some of you may already realise that he is, of course, also well known for his singing and comedy talents. Yes, hello, Anna, has the doctor said to the disc jockey. And some of you will probably not realise it. Anyway, Dr Persigo is with us, resplendent as always, in his pink and yellow polka dot bow tie. And his first call is from Sarah. Hello, Sarah, what's your problem? Well, you'd better get her back to the nunnery, then. <laughs> I'm sorry? Better get her back to the nunnery. Who? The abbess. S abs S sounds like abscess. <laughs> Should I consult a doctor, do you think? Well, I think it's better than doctoring a consultant, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you really need to talk to specialists about that, Sarah. I'm really more on the joke-telling barbershop quartet side of the medical profession. <laughs> oh, sorry we weren't able to help you there, Sarah. Kevin is next. Uh, could you tell me, Dr. Persigo, if you think homeopathic treatment is a good idea? Yes. Uh, I see nothing wrong in giving treatment to sad homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dr. Persigo is twisting your question in an amusing and witty way so that it sounds like homopathetic, Kevin. Uh, perhaps if we could move on and if you could give a slightly more straight answer to our next call, Dr. Persigo? <laughs> Certainly, yes. Uh, hello, uh, David Kerr. I've got this uh, inflamed spot in my eye. Uh, right. Uh, well, I'll answer your question as directly as I can, Mr. Kerr. Thank you very much. Uh, but I'd like, if I may, to answer in calypso form. So, Mr. Kerr, you've got the spot in your eye. Yes. Tell me, does it swell up when you cry? Yes. Does it hurt when you scratch? Yes. 
Try wearing a patch. Patrick. And if that doesn't work, then, Mr. Kerr, you're going to die. What? Oh, Mr. Kerr's got a spot in his eye. I sure swear when he starts to... Well, thank you very uh, much, Dr. Persigan. Let's go back to Martin Brown. Let's go back to Martin Brown. Let's go back to Martin Brown. I was looking forward to hearing the end of that. Um... Well, Anna, um, uh, many of the runners uh, talk about a, a wall that they hit after 17 miles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I seem to have just hit it after 100 yards. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, runners behind me seem to be putting on a bit of a spurt now because, um... I think they've just heard that Jimmy Savile is coming up behind them. <laughs> now, anyway, I, I have our own uh, Ivind Vinstra. So, uh, Ivind, uh, do you run marathons in your own Norway, then? Oh, yes, Martin. Uh, <laughs> every year uh, I run a marathon from uh, Oslo mm-hmm. through to Lillehammer. Yes. Uh, where you hire a bite for oh. an hour or an court. I have a lot of Lillehammer. I have a lot of Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't understand a word. <laughs> and on with the marathon. <laughs> Once I used to be fat and so sad. Now I'm thin and happy and declared. What a fool I was. I now know. I never listened to that forbidden fat show. Now, at last, there's a new drink that's truly exciting. A subtle blend of tomato juice and whiskey. New Filsic. It's the taste that puts the in Filsic. Keep it down and win a mini metro. Uh, well, uh, with more and more food coming from the big companies these days, it's nice to know that there are certain small enterprises springing up who are dedicated to fresh, homegrown food. And I've come down to Merrydale Country Farm, and with me is the farm owner, Gabriel Hope. Thank you, Madeira. And, Mr. Hope, there's quite a racket in here, isn't there? Oh, yes, Madeira. Perhaps we could close the window. Certainly. Right. I could take the sound effects disc off altogether, if you like. Right. Now, uh, this is very much um, a, a cottage industry, I believe. That's um, right, my dearie. Now, if you'd like to come through here to the creamery, you'll see where we continue to churn butter by hand. Right. Just by pressing a button on this industrial creamer here. Uh, if we could turn to your hand-picked vegetables. Yes, each of our vegetables is lovingly hand-picked off this conveyor belt here. And uh, what about your home-cured pork? Well, that, of course, comes from the finest sick pigs. Uh-huh who are cured by a team of lunatic vets from <laughs> and then slaughtered here. But I can guarantee it's full of country goodness. How? Because the country goodness is pumped into it by this machine over here, <laughs> which authentically simulates the aroma of pedigree Guernsey cows guffing out. <laughs> oh, there goes the hooter. Now if you're feeling great, all tugged up in your kit, we'll put an end to that. Today we'll make you... But. Of course, it's always a problem losing weight if your job involves a lot of entertaining. So now, for all advertising executives, TV producers, and restaurant guide compilers, here's the Radioactive Slimmest Guide to Eating Out. As an aperitif, 
do. Order a tonic water Perrier or slimline fruit juice. Don't. Order a pint of cream sherry and a Guinness chaser. <laughs> During your meal, do. Eat your food slowly, allowing time for your stomach to digest it. Don't. Cram as much food as possible in your mouth so that you are unable to breathe or see out. <laughs> when you have finished, do. Push anything you can't eat to one side and place your napkin on the table. Don't. Loosen your belt one or two notches. Don't. Drop your trousers round your ankles and rest your paunch on the table. <laughs> and finally, if you are someone who has a weight problem, do... Avoid drawing attention to their size. Don't. Prod her stomach and shout loudly, you don't sweat much for a fat girl. <laughs> Today's show, we're all here trying some of the recipes recommended in this new book, Healthy Is Who Healthy Eats, by Dr. Ian McNad. Philip Persigo, what have you got? A hive, an Italian dish, a, a wholemeal pasta coated in basil and olive oil. Full of nutrition. Full of nutrition. And how is it? It's absolutely disgusting. Lovely. Okay, Mike Channel, you've got a very interesting dish there. Uh, yes, this is a Polish vegetarian bake made as it is with potatoes, milk and paprika. Mmm, how unusual. Yes, it is unusual, yes. Unusual would be a very good word for it. And tasty? Well, if you could imagine being force-fed a plate of cold sick, Anna. <laughs> miles away from conjuring up the taste of this. Mmm, yummy. <laughs> Mike Flex. Well, I've got this slab of minced soya in between two pieces of sesame seed bun, and it's delicious. Yes, it's a McDonald's, isn't it, Mike? It certainly is. <laughs> with all this healthy muck all over the place. Super. Sir Norman Tonsil's also with us, so what do you have there? Well, I'm tucking into a salad of white cabbage, radishes, bean sprouts and banana with a raspberry and chilli dressing. And I must say, I would find a plate of my own pubic hair considerably more appetizing. <laughs> well, that ties in very neatly with what I'm eating. <laughs> well, that just about wraps up the programme for today. Next week, I'll be looking at parts of the body that wobble, which means that there won't be another programme for a fortnight. <laughs> Radioactive was performed by Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Jeffrey Perkins, Philip Pope and Michael Fenton-Stevens. Songs by Philip Pope, Steve Brown and Michael Fenton-Stevens. And the programme was written by Angus Deaton and Jeffrey Perkins, with additional material by John Cantor. The producer was David Tyler. Well, we apologise for broadcasting that programme. It was caused by a fault in one of our transmitters, and we sincerely hope that we will not be broadcasting a programme again here on Radio 4. But now we're delighted to be able to bring you 12 hours of non-stop continuity announcements. And you might like to know that there is also an album available on BBC Records of great Radio 4 continuity announcements, including Here Comes the News, That Was the News, and Oh My God, I've Come In on the Middle of the News by Mistake, just £8.99 priced too high.